Hello and welcome to episode 9 of The Mac Report and this is going to be the third and fourth team season review firstly with myself and then with fourth team captain Matt Cunningham. So we're just going to talk over the season for both the third and the fourth team. We're going to discuss a few games, a few bits of badgery statistics and of course then we're going to give out our captain's awards. Obviously these are not necessarily going to be the uh, final end of season awards but they're just something I thought we could introduce uh, for a bit of fun this year and uh, now that we have the podcast platform allow the captains to dish out some extra awards. So with that being said we're going to move on firstly to the third team review and talk about the season that we've just had. So we found ourselves in a regionalized group of division B teams and division A teams which of course are the division above ourselves in the normal UK fast structure. So along with some of the usual teams that we play each year, the likes of Ashley and Timpley, for instance, we found ourselves with new opposition in the form of Lim, Offrington Park, Mobley and Haslington. So we came into the season expecting that some of the games are going to be a real challenge, especially playing, you know, a division above the one that we normally play in. But um, due to our performances in the last couple of seasons, and obviously last year, we we strove very hard for promotion. Um, we sort of felt there was a big opportunity to um, to test ourselves and prove ourselves against some sides that were uh, playing a, a standard above where we are um, and that's obviously something that we we want to strive towards and it's it's an aim for the team and the club to be playing the highest standard that we can that being said obviously along with the other teams there was a great opportunity to bring in some new players and indeed blood some younger players we began the season with a, a pretty comprehensive warm-up fixture against Trafford Metrovic's first team um, so I must say thanks to them for, for welcoming us over to their ground um, that was the first game that we played under all the new sort of Covid restrictions and obviously that was uh, pretty pretty interesting a lot to get used to and you know the same for everyone really a, a very sort of different uh, feel to our cricketing environment but I think it goes without saying that we're all glad to just get out there and play um, and as I say we had a really comprehensive uh, victory against them but we do thank them for for their sort of hospitality and, and arranging a game with us quite last minute. Um, from that point we sort of had a bit of a mixed season really. Uh, at the start of the season there are a few games that we played where we perhaps lacked a little bit of the uh, the killer instincts and again possibly made some decisions that were sort of more in mind of the future rather than the here and the now so you know one particular game against Stockport for instance where I think myself and Alfie had uh, bowled ourselves into a pretty strong position of about 60 or 70 for eight and unfortunately you know we we, we felt it was really important to change the bowling and, and get lots of people a game and the Stockport captain who was rather sandbagging himself down at number eight or nine sort of came in and uh, put a good innings together and, and managed to get them over the line so that was disappointing in some senses um, but I remember saying at the time to, to the lads and I think I probably even said on the Mac report whilst you know it was disappointing not to win that game from being in such a strong position there were lessons to be learned about you know in the short term how we wanted to play and indeed it's all about developing things for the future and, and sort of from that position I think we we sort of made some decisions and choices about how we were going to proceed for the rest of the year and our next game was was a really great performance and also a bit of a shame that we we couldn't quite get the win but um, we played Ashley at home who ended up w actually winning our division and our uh, sort of perennially strong team and one of our sort of closest rivals in Division B I would say. We batted first and a post 203 declared off 39 overs and in reply we had Ashley 120 for six. They 
I have to say a little bit rather disappointingly sort of sent in a couple of old blokes down the innings who basically stitched it after about 20 overs, which is a real shame when you're playing the sort of the format and the cricket that we're playing this year. Um, we had always said that we weren't going to be doing any stitching and, and nor did we for the record. But um, that being said, it was very pleasing to see ourselves put a really good performance together and, and comprehensively outplay Ashley in that game. And then moving on towards uh, various other points in the season, Mac had a really good performance, sort of third to last game of the season against Lim Offerington Park. We sort of scratched our way along to 97 all out and they sort of thought they had the game well and truly won, including one of their older blokes going and putting in uh, his kit in the car at, uh, at Tees, in inverted commas. They were subsequently bowled out for 29, which uh, we drew a bit of merriment from, I have to say, especially as the chap who put his kit in his car ended up being uh, the last man out. And then from that, our last two games of the season, first we were against Mobley, again, a Division A side. They won the toss and elected to bat, and they posted 170 for eight off their 40 overs. Um, and in reply, Macclesfield got over the line, 171 for three and 36 overs, thanks to, uh, in no small part, an excellent 100 from Chris France. And I do want to take the opportunity to to thank Chris for, for coming down and playing the last two games of the season for us. So we're going to move on now to talk about uh, a few performances from a few individuals and indeed uh, to, to give out the captain's award for the season. So firstly, we're going to talk about the batsman of the year and... Uh, my batsman of the year is going to be Alistair Knight, who played seven games with seven innings, two not outs, scoring 202 runs with a high score of 48, averaging 40 and striking at 118. I'm really pleased for Alistair and he's very deserving of this award for stringing the performances together that he did, especially after a pretty tricky season for Macclesfield last year where he was always very close to being selected for the third team but always ended up being the man that had to be left out unfortunately and credit to Alistair he went away thanks to our sort of player loaning system and, and played some cricket for various other clubs and, and scored some runs and took some wickets and, and just due to the the strength of the third team and, and the continual availability of lots of the players as I say never found himself managing to get into the team and nail down a spot so to see him come back this season and produce some of the, the innings that he did was really pleasing and as I say uh, 202 runs uh, averaging 40 is is a really great return um, there are a couple of key performances that he he sort of put together for us the first was uh, in a very sort of tight drawn game against Warrington himself and Witters came together with a lot to do um, and Alistair hit some incredibly clean balls and really took the impetus um, and put it put the pressure right back on Warrington in that game and and very very nearly got us over the line and indeed in a similar sort of situation last game of the season against Haslington uh, he produced another very important knot so in my eyes he was a very deserving recipient of this batsman's award however I would just mention that uh, very close to him uh, was Stephen Whittingham himself who played eight games eight innings scoring 196 runs. So congratulations to Alistair, and he is our Batsman of the Year. Now, moving on to our Bowler of the Year, this again was a pretty tricky decision, really, because we had uh, sort of four bowlers who all took more than 10 wickets, and indeed three bowlers that took more than 15 wickets. Um, firstly, Sam Hughes, um, who had a, a really amazing breakthrough season, obviously started the season playing uh, in the fourth team, 
rightfully got his call up to the third team and very, very quickly found his feet. He really is going to be one for the future. Sam Hughes bowled 86 overs, took 15 wickets with a best of three for 17. Some bloke that we won't talk about bowled 79 overs, took 17 wickets, best of six for 19. And in fact, our bowler of the year is uh, is the ever-dependable, ever-reliable Mr. Tony Moores. There's nothing I can't say about Sir Anthony that hasn't been said already. Uh, Except to say that he is a true Macclesfield cricketing legend, a third-team legend, and uh, bowled some brilliant spells for the team this year. Mr. Consistent, I can always rely on Tony, you know, if we're in a situation where we need a wicket or we need to slow the scoring rate down. I've uh, I've always got the uh, the silver fox that is Tony Moore's up my sleeve. Um, and Tony bowled 78 overs, 19 maidens, uh, 18 wickets with a best of 5 for 30 and two five-wicket hauls, strike rate of 26 and averaging 15. So congratulations to Tony Moores as he is our bowler of the year. Now, moving on to our most improved player of the year. I've actually just mentioned him, um, but it will come as no surprise, I'm sure, to hear that our most improved player of the year is Sam Hughes. As I say, began the season in the fourth team and playing under 15s cricket, came into the third team and just immediately impressed everybody with the way he bowled. He has incredibly cool head on his shoulders, um, always has an opinion about the fields that he wants to set. On the uh, on the occasions that people do try to get after him, he's very unflustered. If he gets hit for a boundary, he's quite prepared to toss the ball up again. And an excellent return of 86 overs, 8 maidens, 15 wickets, a best of 3 for 17, with a strike rate of 34 and an average of 27. So, as I say, Sam Hughes really is going to be one for the future. Sam Hughes is uh, our most improved player in the year. Congratulations to him. And we look forward to seeing more of him in the future. Now, moving on to our final award, this is the player of the year. Now there were some really key contributions throughout the season from various players in in all facets of the game but the one person that um, I think is particularly deserving of this award is uh, none other than the general Stephen Whittingham. Witters last year really enjoyed his uh, time in the third team not only for all the ridiculous sledging and jokes and quips and all the rest of it which which we're, we're very used to from Witters but um, he, he had a really good time with the ball took a lot of wickets um, and, and really enjoyed himself but had quite a different role with the bat which was he was sort of coming in later down the innings and uh, and often sort of being asked to get on with it basically which he did on a number of occasions but this year with us lacking a few of our sort of top and middle order players um, and with a few sort of changes to the team uh, Witters found himself in a bit more of a, a different role uh, one he's not unused to it has to be said going back if you listen to his podcast he'll tell you that he was in fact a batsman uh, before he was a bowler but um, Witters uh, found himself sort of batting five for most of the season and was a really sort of good foil to a number of the young players who are as I say finding their feet um, and people like Alistair Knight who spent a lot of time batting alongside Witters in these key games and it's it's little wonder to me that some of them you know performed the way they did and of course Witters himself so Witters played eight games with eight innings one not out scoring 196 runs 
with a high score of 55, averaging 28. Um, and the 55 he scored, he came straight off the pitch. This was against Warrington and, uh, and told me in no uncertain terms that was the worst 50 he'd ever scored. Now, I think anybody else that was there on the day will tell you it was, it was a very good 50 on a very, very difficult pitch. Um, but alongside that, obviously, we expect good things from him with the ball. And uh, he bowled 35.3 overs, seven maidens. He took 11 wickets with a best of four for 18. I will also say that, that Witters was always the first person to say to me, I don't want to bowl, Sam should bowl. And believe you me, it didn't take me... Uh, very long to, to completely agree with him on this. And um, Witters in a different season may have bowled a lot more overs, but, um, you know, Sam quite rightly came into the team, as I say, and, and bowled his socks off. So Witters was uh, always very happy not to bowl, um, even though he did always manage to sneak himself a few overs at the end and uh, put a few bunnies in the hutch, as he would say. But um, with wickets and runs, um, and just his all-round presence, um, offering you know great advice to myself and uh, some some great experience in that middle order, um, I'm pleased to say Stephen Whittingham is our Player of the Year. Now, just to wrap up before we move on to the fourth team, I think it's really key to uh, point out some other sort of great contributions and debuts throughout the season from the third team. I was uh, incredibly proud to see a number of young players come into the team, um, perform and do very well. So aforementioned Sam Hughes, of course, but uh, young Will Morris, who made his debut for the third team's second game of the season after scoring 60 for the fourth team, came in and did fantastically well. It's never easy opening the batting, especially when you're, you know, used to playing junior cricket and you're suddenly thrown in um, adult cricket in a pretty competitive league. I was really impressed with Will. He also took on board an, a number of comments that we made to him um, and is really key to to listen and learn and improve. And he's definitely going to be another one for the future. We also gave debuts to Yash Jane, Harry Owens and Finn Nash towards the end of the season. And um, I don't want to say too much about their fourth team performances, as Matt will, I'm sure, be looking to do that shortly. But it's really great to see some of our younger players performing in the fourth team and coming through. I also want to thank uh, some of our slightly older players, ever-dependable, ever-reliable Stuart Alfie Garnett for stepping in and uh, offering his age, experience and wisdom. Uh, in all facets of the game and indeed a, a special mention to to Paul Yoz Hughes who came in to keep for us towards the end of the season and again was fantastic to have in and around the team so much experience and so much knowledge to offer to all of us around the third team so we're very lucky to to be uh, graced with the presence of, of these individuals. Now lastly I just thought it'd be good to talk about our aims for next season. We find ourselves in what will be a new Division B structure whereas in previous years Division B has been regionalised with uh, Division B East and Division B West. What the UK Fast have decided to do is take the top teams from Division B East and West and turn them into one Division B and the bottom half of those two divisions now become Division C. So we will have a number of new teams in our league um, and as a result I suppose you could say we've kind of got half a promotion really as we've lost some of the uh, we've lost some of the worst teams and gained some of the better teams. Um, so we look forward to that. 
Our main aim, as has been the case for the last couple of seasons, will be to push very hard for promotion. We're very fortunate to have a very talented squad of players and to see some of the juniors that are now coming through and coming into the third team, that's only going to improve things from our point of view. So whilst promotion is is definitely the aim, I look forward to uh, seeing lots of fantastic performances from uh, some of our older players and indeed lots of our younger players as well. So that will conclude the third team season review. And now moving on to the fourth team, it gives me great pleasure to welcome Welcome back, fourth team captain, Matt Cunningham. Matt, how are you? I'm good, thanks, mate. How are you? Yep, very good indeed. Really glad to have you back on the final episode of the Matt Report and to talk about the uh, curtailed COVID season for the fourth team. I think the first thing I will say, just straight off the bat, just in case for those that don't know, uh, this is actually Matt's sort of... Uh, first year as captain of the side and indeed actually uh, I think pretty much your first year of captaincy full stop and I really want to take the the time to uh, you know congratulate you on everything you did I think just from all the comments from various parents and players that are involved with the side um, you've become a very popular leader of the team so congratulations to you for, for everything you've done perhaps how was it you know from your point of view as your your first year as captain yeah thank you mate um yeah like you say my first year doing it ever let alone just in max so it was um, a little daunting at first but you know what it's been absolutely brilliant and you mentioned the parents there who have just been so supportive this year um a lot of experience heads on shoulders who have really been a very useful sort of guiding hand throughout the season so roll on next season I say. Fantastic although I will say uh, one of the the recurring comments that I do seem to get from them is that uh, you must tell Matt to make sure he gives himself a game so uh, (laughs) next year you've got to bat and bowl a bit more mate. (laughs) Oh no they'll find me out mate. (laughs) (laughs) Very good well I thought um, first of all we could just sort of talk about the league that you're in and just generally overall your sort of aims for the season and then we'll move on to talk about a few more bits. Yeah so we are in the Sunday third 11 uh, division D league um, a league of 10 teams so like other leagues that was obviously regionalized because of Covid. This season similar to the rest of the club really was really about bringing through young players. I think I counted today, actually. We gave 15 youngsters their senior debut this season, which I think tells you everything. And it was really led to a lot of positives this season. It was a tough season in many ways, but also one of the main positives. Um, We had quite a few teams actually doing similar things to what we've done, i.e. bring through a lot of promising youngsters and bed them in. So a few teams were kind of three or four years further down the track than us and it was really encouraging to see what they could achieve. We started the season with a friendly actually against Langley which we won in quite comfortable fashion in the end and that's at the time for the rest of the season. It was really encouraging to see uh, Will Morris senior debut hitting 60 runs and that led to him making many appearances in the third team so it just goes to show about what you can achieve uh, doing good things in the fours. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the uh, the things to, to sort of tie into the point you just made there is that you provided a number of players path to the third team, which is exactly what we want from the fourth team. And, you know, Will Morris, as you mentioned, and various other players sort of scored runs or took wickets and, and, and made that transition when they were required. But um, maybe we could go and talk a little bit about the Langley game. I know we probably covered it way back when, but um, it's always nice to, uh, you know, just go back over a few things. Um, so obviously this is your first first game as captain and um, it was a friendly against Langley. This was back on the 19th of July at Macclesfield. Um, Macclesfield won the toss and elected to bat. Was that uh, an easy decision for yourself? Do you remember? It was, I was just shocked actually winning a toss, 100% record. I considered retiring there and then. 
Um, but yeah, we did, and we got off to a very good start. Yash and Will Morris occupied the crease for quite a while. As I mentioned, Will made a very good 60, Yash made 16, and it was one of those the top and middle order delivered. Um, Bard making 29 on, I think, his fourth team debut. Um, Harry Owens, 27, and uh, Bod Jr., Charlie Ackley, making 10. So we put on a very competitive 181 from our 35 overs. And in response, Langley, it started quite okay, uh, but as we really was a game of all our bowlers chipping in, um, we ended up restricting them, bowling them out to 126 after 32 overs overall. So a comfortable win, but it was great to see wickets from Charlie Ackley, two for him, uh, little Sam Hughes getting two, and Harry Martin getting a fourth, and even Yash uh, chipping in with two wickets from his three overs. So as you can guess, uh, a few uh, debutant senior wickets for a few players, which was just fantastic. Very good indeed. And then I thought maybe we could just move on to another one of the uh, the performances probably of the season from the fourth team. Um, I believe you had a very tight game um, against Didsbury fifth team. Do you want to tell us about that game? Yes. So this was um, unfortunately a game I actually had to uh, cry off because I had an injury, but I did manage to get down and watch. Thankfully, um, podcast regular Langers stepped in at last minute to captain the team and did a great job. So we won the toss and Langers elected to field. As I recall, they had quite a good uh, batting on, looked quite, looked quite handy, but we bowled very well and did restrict them to 126 runs all out. It was one of those games where I think we really fought back, especially um, in the middle overs. Noticeable foot performances, again, Harry Martin getting a forfer, uh, Tom Morgan getting two for 30 off his seven overs, Finn Nash chipping in two wickets from his five overs, and Ollie Jennings on his debut getting two wickets himself uh, from five overs. So that was, I'll say, kept them below par on that wicket. We felt good. And in response, it wasn't easy. Uh, Yash and Langer started well together. Uh, Yash getting 33 runs, Langer's 15. Harry Owens came in at three, 18 runs himself. So we looked very comfortable. But then the wicket started to fall and it did get quite nervy. Thankfully, coming in at number eight, Finn Nash, as I recall, showed incredibly cool head in quite a, a stressful situation, the big crowd watching. And he saw us over the line with one wicket spare. It was incredibly tense. They really fancied the win when they fought back into the game. But Finn finishing on 15, not out alongside Toby Wilson, was definitely a highlight of the season for most of us, I would say. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of things I remember from this game. Firstly, um, Pete Langley with probably the biggest nosebleed in the history of cricket. Why on earth that man was uh, opening the batting is beyond me. Um, I suppose somebody gave him the captaincy. Uh, I don't know who that was, Matt. Slim Pickens, mate. <laughs> no, fair play to Langers. He, he came out and played, um, you know, the one shot that he has to every ball and uh, it came off. So fair play to him. Um, he got, got, got him off to a bit of a flyer with the ash and, and, and I have to say, uh, much as I'm teasing Langers on his batting, um, he has deputized for the third team a couple of seasons ago as, as a sort of standing captain and what he may lack in batting prowess. Um, he more than makes up for in his sort of management and captaincy of the game. So, so fair play to Langers, um, for that. And the less we talk about his, match-winning bowling ever again 
from uh, from from a couple of seasons ago the better um but the other thing i do remember and on a more serious note from this game is you know you rightly mentioned finn nash you know producing a, a very mature innings at the end 15 or 30 balls there with a couple of fours but i do remember charlotte neal sticking around for quite a long time um and indeed with him i think she probably ended up facing 40 or 50 balls um, i don't think she scored too many runs but again um in a massively sort of pressurized environment lots of people watching wickets sort of tumbling i i remember thinking that she'd done a really good job for the team there and i think she ended up batting with with finn for a bit as well um i don't know if you've got any comments on that ah uh, yeah thank you for reminding me that yeah it was it was definitely one of those performances from both of them of showing mental strength as much as um batting ability as well I could say they were really up for it they smelt victory um, and you know they were sort of quite loud and everything and they just sort of hell of a lot of maturity to see that through so two for the future there so yeah now I thought it would be good to move on to the captains awards Matt obviously um, we've got the four captains awards to dish out in batting bowling uh, player of the year and most improved so first of all I thought we'd talk about the batsman and perhaps we can talk about a few uh, sort of performances some numbers and then you can reveal your batsman of the year for the fourth team okay so my batsman of the year again it's, it's a tough one because there's a lot of really good performances and people moving up into sort of third or second team on the back of good performances but I've got to go for someone who really hit the ground running early on scored a number of runs for us and that is Yash Jane so just to give an idea of what he achieved this season for the fours uh, he played seven games he scored 184 runs high score of 58 and an average of 30 um, which is just superb he rightly went up into the thirds and the second team and had a great season overall yeah absolutely yash um i i remember watching i think the, the 58 that he got um and he you know a bit like his brother has a very good technique looks quite a correct batsman um and just looks very comfortable playing at the top of the innings opening the batting and yeah to pick up 250s in the fourth team uh it's no sort of no mean feat by any means and then some other sort of key performances i think you'd probably agree that you've got harry owens there with five games 109 runs and uh slightly uh more mature player and rob farmer at three um I'm, I'm sure as you were talking about earlier um you know having a few parents and older heads around to guide you i'm sure robin probably was one of those never short of a word or two to say is uh, is robin um three games 94 runs high score of 62 not out and then uh, Finn Lash, eight games, uh, 78 runs, high score of 37, um, as you mentioned before. And going back to you, someone you mentioned earlier, Will Morrison in that first game of the season hit that 60 and then basically moved into the third team for the rest of the year. So apologies for stealing him from you. Oh, part of the game, mate. Absolutely. But nice to see a, a number of 50s as well in, in the fourth team. And I think if you look back historically over the last few years, batting has been you know, the difficult area for the fourth team, as as I'm sure it probably is with most fourth teams when, when they're full of young players. Um, runs are always a little bit harder to come by for younger players than, than say, wickets. But to have four fifties um, throughout the season must be quite pleasing and, and a number of other sort of people producing regular runs. Yeah, absolutely. Um, up and down the order as well. Um, I think finding open is, like you say, is difficult at this level, especially when they get pinched. Um, <laughs> they keep coming through. You know, Freddie Griffiths has come through uh, towards the end of the season and you know played a couple of really nice innings. So 
uh, the future look, looks bright to me, mate. Absolutely. Well, congratulations to Yash for becoming the batsman of the year for the fourth team. Now, moving on to the bowling, I will let you take it away, Matt. Bowler of the year, I see, was even more difficult. There were a lot of people who really set their mark. Uh, you look at, obviously, Finn Nash and Charlie Ackley opening the bowling for us quite regularly. Uh Ben Farmer's bowled some absolutely superb spells this season. Really, really promising. But I have to go for someone who has taken the most wickets and probably had the biggest impact in games, and that is fourth-team stalwart Harry Martin. Uh, so Harry took for the fourth-team 16 wickets, uh, best figures of 5 for 17, an average of just under 10 and an economy of 3.3. Uh, he really was superb bowling-wise this season, really put other teams under pressure and dug us out of a couple of tricky situations as well this season. Yeah, congratulations to Harry. He's always a consistent performer for the fourth team and uh, picking up a fiver in there, I think that's his second or third one he's got now. 16 wickets, um, really well bowled. And as you say, some, some other good performances in there, definitely Finn Nash and uh, Ben Farmer looking... Um, you know, to, to, to move on. And and the same with Charlie Ackley um, producing some good spells. I did see a, a, a really nice performance from George Ackley away at Lindo. Um, you know, George came back into cricket this year, um, I think having uh, drifted away a little bit and um, came back in and bowled some lovely shape. Um, I did see him in the in the nets a few months ago uh, with his dad, Danny Ackley, club store, ex-first team captain. And uh, Danny was, you know, as as is Danny's way, saying to George, oh, you're never going to get me out. I'll give you £5 a wicket. I think he left uh, the net £15 lighter. So it's really nice to see George coming through and playing with uh, with Charlie as well. And of course, Sam Hughes up there in, in third with eight wickets. Um, I think at the start of the season, Sam was, was playing a bit of third and 14 cricket. Um, and then obviously when he sort of transitioned into playing threes, um, left a bit more space for others in the fourth team, but picked up eight wickets along the way as well. And also the, the most... Uh, bizarre statistic up there for me is is young harry owens who uh has five wickets to his name 14 overs and uh, this is a story i love reminding harry of uh i think i was playing a, a friendly t20 game last year and harry was playing and and we needed somebody to bowl one over so i said harry do you want to bowl you know as as his young lads way just went uh, okay and i said um what do you bowl and he said i don't know Okay, right. Uh, do, do you bowl right or left-handed? Right, I think. Good. Um, do, how do you hold the ball? I don't know, just running a bowl. Um, so, <laughs> so to see him uh, with five wickets always makes me chuckle. But uh, no, he, he's had a good season as well. You know, chipped him with some runs and some wickets. Played a game for the third team as well. So, uh, but yes, going back to it in more serious when it comes to the to the bowler. Very good to see Harry Martin up there, and congratulations to him. Now, moving on, uh, Matty, to your most improved player of the year. I think this is probably going to be a slightly tricky award. Um, because you've got a lot of young players in there and some of them you won't have seen before. So uh, maybe just tell us how you, you sort of envisage giving out this award. Yeah, it's like you say, Marzi, a lot of debutants this season. So I've looked at this in terms of who I think has improved the most over the course of the season. Um, we've had to rotate the team quite a bit, which is obviously hasn't easy for players to kind of uh, get in their stride. But one particular player... Uh, They've kept behind the stumps incredibly well in some pretty tough conditions, to be honest. 
um, and some slightly dodgy wickets. But never a complaint, smile on their face and being incredibly consistent for us. So I'm going for keeper batsman Charlotte Neal. But I could mention a few other players, to be honest. I mean, uh, you know, like Ollie Jennings has come in, I thought really improves a lot over the season. Freddie Griffiths, as mentioned before, not easy batting at number one, number two, especially if Robin Farmer smashing the ball at all ends. Um, he's been fantastic. And also kept himself, I should mention. But yes, I'm going for Charlotte Neal. Very, very good indeed. Well, congratulations to Charlotte. Um, and as I say, I, I haven't seen too much of a keeping in games, unfortunately, but I do remember that innings and uh, a, lo- a lot of determination and grit showed there. So congratulations to her. Now, moving on to your final award, Matty. This is your player of the year and I'll, I'll let you take that away. Yeah, so I hope I haven't given it away uh, by mentioning this person a few times already. I'm going to, well, cut to the chase. I'm going to give this one to a young Finn Nash. And this is someone I'd definitely describe as an all-rounder. Um, but the reason I'm going to give them this award is the maturity of innings they've shown. So you mentioned the uh, Didsbury match previously, um, where he just really showed incredible guts, difficult situation, and just looked as calm as anything, which really, really stuck out to me. Uh, again, with the ball, he's picked the ball up in not easy situations, bowled incredibly tight, kept going against very good batting attacks. So to give a flavour, he played eight matches this season. He scored 78 runs, a high score of, of 37. And with his bowling, he took nine wickets with best figures of two for 12 and an economy of 3.2. So very close call, but it's going to be Finn Nash this season. Congratulations to Finn Nash. Um, again, probably quite a, a tough award to give. Um, lots of players, you know, standing out and, and putting their hands up. So I think the thing that we can take from all of this is that the future is indeed very bright. Um, and a last word on Finn, um, last game of the season for the third team, um, we were short um, at sort of relatively last minute um, and Finn was very happy to receive the call. He came in against um, a Division A team, uh, against Haslington second team, who are a league above our third team, um, and I sort of chucked him in at the deep end. Um, he opened the bowling um, and indeed got his first uh, sort of Saturday wicket um, and looked really good, sort of swings the ball back in. It's nice to see a left-arm seamer. So really impressed with him and his kind of performances, both for the fourth team and indeed in that, that last game of the season for the third team. So Congratulations to Finn Nash and indeed congratulations to all the uh, the Captain's Awards winners and all the players for the fourth team from the season. So to finish, Matt, I think it'd probably be great to just talk about your um, aims, aspirations and, and visions for the future and next season. Yeah, well, aims for next season is absolutely more of the same next year, i.e. bringing through a lot of these youngsters and academy players and just seeing them mature. Quite a few of the games this season, of the ones we lost, there were some very close finishes, which I think is only a good experience for those youngsters, sort of seeing how you can close out a game and so forth. And, you know, hopefully next season we'll turn those close defeats into wins and keep developing those people. Fantastic. Well, thanks so much for all your contributions and indeed congratulations on your your first season as captain. I'm sure everyone would uh, join me in in thanking you for for everything you've put in and the hard work and the way you've led the team. Thank you very much, mate. Yeah, and like I say once again, thank you to us parents. Um, I've got to give a shout out actually to Rick Nash, who selflessly has umpired pretty much all of our games and taking one or two injuries uh, thanks to Robin Farmer at the other end smashable very straight so <laughs> he's been fantastic for us yeah you could almost uh you could almost get the impression that robin's got a bit of a vendetta against rick who knows but 
Who would have thought? He does seem to like hitting the ball very hard, very straight at Rick Nash. So, uh, yeah, no, Jakey aside, thanks for thanks for all that and some great stories and stuff in there as well, Matt. And that will conclude the Mac Report for 2020. <laughs> 